Good evening, fans, and welcome to episode four of Sports Talk with Rags, as tonight the subject is high school football. And tonight, my uh, my guest is a longtime friend, Coach Lou Johnston, where we first met uh, when he was the uh, head coach at Western Branch High School. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Coach? I'm great, Rags. Good to be with you, brother. Hey, thanks for uh, taking uh, taking time out. And as you uh, see here at the bottom of um, bottom of the screen, here we got uh, 22 years of head football coach. But I know that uh, your um, your start with uh, Western Branch football started there before uh, your uh, your head coaching gig. So uh, yeah, tell was, listeners out I there. An assistant coach there for for 12 years. Uh, graduated from William and Mary and and came right to work uh, at Western Branch in 1971. Uh, left for a couple of years to seek my fame and fortune, attempting to sell life insurance that didn't work out too well. <laughs> Got back into uh, education and coaching and was very fortunate, very blessed. The day that uh, Mr. Art Brander, our wonderful principal, called me in July of 1985 and said, Lou, you're our new head football coach. So uh, I'd waited a long time to get my dream job and I wasn't about to give it up. So 22 years later, <laughs> I finally decided <laughs> it was time to step away. So, right. Yes. And I know that, uh, I know that they're um, a long, long tradition there with, uh, there with Western branch, um, Western branch football, here and the uh, first guest here of uh, of uh, my show here, Sports Talk with Rags, was with the uh, '95 grad there uh, from Western Branch, straight by. Yes, that was also a classmate of uh, your son. Also, yes, indeed, they played played together uh, for three years and still right. good friends. Right. Yes. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. And. Uh, Let's see. And then after uh, one thing that I talked with uh, Dre was, um, I mean, a lot of it was talking about playing in the Super Bowl. But then we finished the the show with uh, UNC's um, uh, schedule and talking about the first week being um, against the Hokies. And he beat me to it saying Hokie week. And I know that we also had some Bruin alums that, that went to go Absolutely. play for Tech. Yeah, we had uh, six or seven guys over the a period of about eight, nine years that uh, went up to Virginia Tech, and that was really during their heyday when Michael Vick and that bunch were playing for a national championship. And uh, interestingly, in that national championship game, Rags, we had two Western Branch High School graduates starting for Virginia Tech in the national championship game. All right, yeah, that's right. I know that uh, know that one was uh, Chiron Stiff. It was, and the uh, other was uh, Emma Johnson, wide receiver. Okay. All um, right, that was that was pretty special. My daughter Mandy and I actually flew down and were there for the game. So that was a pretty good night. Unfortunately, it came up a little short, but uh, it certainly put Virginia Tech on the map. Right. Yes, I know that uh, definitely definitely started uh, uh, Virginia Tech football there there nationally, but uh, I know with. Uh, I know with Dre, he was he was already uh, circling 
week one here with uh, sure. Bruin, Bruin alums that have uh, gone to Virginia Tech and then yep. him uh, at UNC and currently on um, on the coaching staff. So, hey, so with your um, with your knowledge here of uh, high school football, because uh, like it shows on the bottom of the screen, after you were done with uh, head coaching at Western Branch, then you and then you went to uh, Jolliffe Middle for yeah, for- I took a year off, and uh, that was 2006, 2007, and just found rags. I miss working with the kids, uh, and the opportunity came up. Uh, the principal at Jolliffe Middle was a good friend, Dr. Lee Fowler, and uh, he kind of coaxed me over there and ended up being three wonderful years at, at Jolliffe Middle. A uh, chance to work with a you know a, a different age kid, a different age group. Uh, we were very successful, and I enjoyed watching those kids move on up, whereas at the high school level, I was watching our kids move on to college. From having coached three years at Jolliffe Middle, I was able to see those kids graduate if you would up to the western branch high school program and watch them move through there so that that was really special right and uh, and with being uh at jolliffe middle you stayed you stayed in the pipeline there of uh rolling football you know and that that was the idea to be part of that feeder program for the high school and, and help them so right. still involved <laughs> right that's right yeah well uh we'll get to that also and and then uh your last head coaching assignment was there um on the private school side here with uh Nanceman Suffolk Academy yeah again one of those little god instances I call them where I just literally signed my papers to retire from Chesapeake Public Schools and and saw in the in the pilot that the uh Coach at NSA had resigned. I went, hmm, that might be interesting, worth looking into, and called out there. And a month later, I'm hired and spent five wonderful years doing nothing but coaching. Uh, right. So that was nice. a, a kind of a semi-retirement job. Uh, we made the state playoffs for the five years, and um, in my last game, we won right. state championships. That was a, a nice way to ride out into the sunset. Right. Yes, and uh, with you guys playing. Atlantic Shores. It was uh, right, right here at the Sportsplex, and uh, yep. nothing, yep. nothing better than to uh, go back, go back out and uh, head coach in retirement. Because I wouldn't say that you're uh, that you retired there from high school football, <laughs> but with your, uh, but with your head coach in the <laughs> What'd you say? Too much in my blood. <laughs> right, but uh, we'll. Uh, We'll get to that, but I know with your uh, with your head coaching assignments, uh, nothing nothing better than to uh, uh, in your last game to uh, win that win that state state title and uh, leave leave on top. Great, great group of kids, great coaches, and uh, it, it was really really a nice way to to go out. Right. Yes, and uh, so here with the uh, public school uh, this week um, for the for the games starting starting high school football, uh, right. you know, with with the COVID days uh, last night kicking kicking it off uh, hit right here in Chesapeake this is the first time since uh, December fourteenth, two thousand nineteen, that a Chesapeake high school uh, varsity football team. Uh, 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 came on, came onto the field 
in a game. Um, you know, uh, tell us here about with uh, going on with the um, COVID COVID times and with with what you um, what you were saying here a few minutes ago, where where you're uh, still involved in the in the Bruin program. Uh, what's what's been going on here where it's been over uh, a year plus that we, that we had an actual game, you know? Well, I think the, the biggest thing I saw last night was just, um, and I told coach cook this morning, I said, it was more like a first preseason scrimmage from my perspective. I mean, they, they had three weeks of practice, no scrimmages, probably very little live contact. Uh, and it showed last night. Unfortunately, they also played in the quagmire, uh, which didn't <laughs> help things. But, uh, you know, just a lot of very typical first game mistakes, which you see at the college level, too, right? You know, they, they go out there the first game, you see a lot of illegal procedure penalties, you know, fumbles, bad snaps that I know. And I go all the way back to my playing days, which, you know, we're back in the 1800s. We won't go that far. <laughs> but you know, even my high school coach at Great Bridge, Billy O'Brien, who was a, a legend in his own time, used to tell us that the greatest amount of improvement comes between your first and your second game. And uh, you know, you've got a chance that you got a game under your belt, you've learned from your mistakes, you go out this week and you correct, of course. Western Branch, the Chesapeake schools have a short week because they're going to play their second game again on Saturday. Right. So um, I think that's probably what I know Western Branch is going to spend their time on um, is correcting mistakes and, and just improving on those things. But that's that's what the COVID year has been all about is, you know, everything's all consolidated. And, uh, well, you're not going to see the, the typical quality, high level of quality football that you do in this area on a, a year like this. It's just crazy. Right. Right. Cause they're in the, uh, they're in the fall when, um, when schools, school started, you know, they, they had a couple, couple weeknight, uh, of practices and then they, and then they went on a, then they went on a pause and, and then, uh, winter sports were, were called off. And then, yep. uh, the end of January came and, uh, and with the uh, calendar turning to February, it's, uh, boom, it's, uh, football time. Yeah. Um, well, I know the kids are excited. Coaches are excited, you know, just to have the opportunity to compete. That's what it's all about. And, um, as I said, I know as they continue through the season, things are going to improve. Um, I have high hopes for Bruin football and I know the rest of the schools in Chesapeake are quality football teams with quality coaches and you're going to see a, you're going to see a good product before the season's over. I can promise that. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, I know that, uh, you know, the, with being a Bruin alum, I'm kind of biased there to the, to the sure. blue and gold, but uh, I know that uh, the city of Chesapeake, we had uh, two games played last night, Deep Creek and Deep Creek and Grassfield, and that's a that's a cross town down the street. That's a big you know, and uh, and and when my brother and I were were at Western Branch, and then with uh, with your um, 
with your life, uh, being a Great Bridge alum and and coaching a Western Branch. I mean, I I certainly remember the uh, Great Bridge Western Branch rivalries there in That's the uh, early '90s, and uh, and I think uh, Adam Winkler of uh, Channel Three he uh, he posted on his uh, Facebook page. He called it the uh, the Mud Bowl. You know, last night <laughs> it was that. <laughs> But, you know, also, it's just amazing on the following of high school football. Because uh, well, last you, know, you go you go all the way back, uh, you know, they talk about Friday Night Lights in Texas. But if you saw the movie, Remember the Titans, the little girl at the beginning is saying, you know, high school football in Virginia is serious business. Uh, not just in Tidewater, but all over the state. But Tidewater has a reputation nationwide, Rags, as yeah. one of the top hotspots. I mean, that's why you've got Big Ten and Southeastern Conference and, of course, the ACC. This this is local for them. Uh, they recruit from everywhere. Uh, you mm -hmm. might not remember it, but probably one of the first Tidewater superstars was back in the 1970s, a uh, young man by the name of Kenny Easley. Who played with Oscar Smith and UCLA, which was a top ten school back then, they came all the way to the East Coast to recruit him. Of course, that's where he signed and had a. I know you're a big Seahawk fan, so you know who I'm talking about. But he had a great career in the NFL. But you know, so I'm saying, even back in the '70s and the '80s and the '90s, colleges from all over the country knew what caliber of high school football player and high school football was being played around here, and and that's why they still come and look. I wish that Virginia Tech and UVA could keep a few more of them in state, but uh, you know, with Dre down to Carolina, I got a root from a boy too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, the amazing thing, I mean, even even last night, you know, coming off with that uh, late afternoon storm, but you know, Grassfield and Deep Creek and Great Bridge and Western Branch were still playing I mean, I haven't had a chance to uh, look at Channel Ten, but I know that I know that Channel Three, um, their sports director was at was at both games, and here is on a Monday night. And I know that uh, following on Twitter, you know, the paper and recruit seven five seven. Well, as we were just saying, Tidewater football is still king as far as Friday night is concerned. Monday night, it's a shame, but they did have a packed house last night. They sold all 250 of their tickets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, and, uh, and, and actually, uh, Western Branch, I mean, with this, uh, with this crazy, crazy season, and I haven't really uh, found where a full, a full schedule is, but here, first game's Monday night, and then uh, – uh, game two is uh, not even next week. It's uh, uh, Saturday. this Saturday. Yep. To be able to get in uh, six games with seven teams, they had to play two the first week. And then starting next Friday, it'll be Friday, 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 down down through the end for four straight weeks. So that was the only way they were able to schedule it. Right. And then and then also in a – in a normal year, the Southeastern District would uh, consist of uh, Chesapeake and Suffolk. But right. this year, with with what's going on, uh, the Chesapeake schools are just playing within their within their city, and Suffolk 
Suffolk is doing the same. But but I'm hearing that the uh, VHSL and I and I saw in basketball, I think they're still going to have some type of a playoff. Yes, they they increased the number of schools back to when I was coaching, and we were vying for a playoff spot where you only have four teams that make it in each region of the state. So they're they're knocking out a, a week or two of playoffs. Uh, but with only five or six games, I was talking with my good friend Danny Dodson over at Woodside a few weeks ago. He said, Coach, if we lose a game, we may not make the playoffs. I mean, Division Five is that strong. There are that many good teams, and so he's yeah, he's concerned about that. And I think anybody is. You really got to you got to run the table if you want a shot at making that top four. Yeah, I think uh, I think Group Five and uh, and Group Six, you know, definitely well, some. Uh, and, and the other thing you got to take into account is the Richmond area schools are now part of our region. Right. When I I was the head coach, it was Southeastern, Eastern, Beach, and Peninsula. And that's all you competed against. Well, now they're going to bring down, you know, Thomas Dale and Meadowbrook. And uh, I mean, all those great schools up there. Uh, Highland Springs, I mean, they're perennial state champions. (laughs) They're part of our region now. It's going to make it that much tougher to get to the state finals. So, Two two playoffs in the region, and then two you go to the state semi, and that's your final four. So right, it'll right. it'll be competitive. There's no doubt it'll be competitive. Yeah, and uh, you know usually usually a regular season is is ten games, right? You know, and uh, and this year it's uh, it's six. So uh, you know one I loss. The beach, the beach is only playing five. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Suffolk's only playing four. So, unfortunately, because of that, they don't qualify for the regions. Yeah. Right. The GHSL said you had to play at least five games. Five games. So, and they're going to have a city championship in Suffolk. Right. Right. And then uh, Norfolk and uh, Portsmouth that make up the Eastern District. They're all playing. They're playing. Oh. And I, I think they're playing five games also. But don't don't quote me on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but no, I and um, hey, I also um, also I've seen uh, tell the listeners out there about this uh, coaches corner here on uh, recruit seven five seven dot com that our friend uh, Andy Hilton has uh, as you doing. Andy is, is a friend for a long time and a good friend of high school athletes in the area. Uh, I actually started a website and a, a blog, oh gosh, when I went to Jolliffe Middle. So that was 2008, 2009. And I don't know, three or four years ago, Andy was was reading the blog and he said, oh, this is good. Can I post this on Recruit 757? I said, sure. And then, he, well, this is good. Can I? And it got to the point where he asked about six or seven times. I went, Andy, look, if you like it and you think it's good enough, you are welcome to post it. So he's stealing from my blog, Rags. <laughs> He'll kill me for saying that. Sorry, Andy, if you're listening. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's nice. Uh, helping coaches is just part of my DNA. Uh, I talk to coaches all over the country through emails and texts and uh, Zoom conferences. And uh, again, I just like to advise 
and I appreciate the fact that people think I have a little bit of wisdom and knowledge, and uh, I just like, what do you call it? Pay it forward, right? Uh, help these guys um, in their careers. So. Right, and to, and to piggyback on on that, I know that uh, you know you were uh, you were helping uh, Justin um, right. there the last couple of years, who uh, with uh, NSA. You know, he was part of your coaching staff right. over there, and now he's got a head coaching job. And then uh, right right here at Western Branch with uh, with uh, Coach Cook. That's a that's a former former player of yours. Very, very special that Western Branch brought back one of their own, and uh, Rashad has hired a number of former Bruin players on his staff, and uh, they've got it going in the right direction. They, they picked the right man. They're going to be very successful. He's going to uh, return the pride to Bruin football that uh, we had for a long time there. Yes, and uh, hey, so I see that uh, see that we're almost uh, done with our time here. So uh, as we're um, as we're wrapping up here, I would uh, like to uh, like to promote. Uh, as I said at the beginning, Coach Johnston here's been a, a longtime friend of uh, my brothers and uh, my brothers and mine since the. Uh, since the late '80s, and uh, here uh, another thing um, that you were doing doing during uh, during COVID times. Uh, tell right. the listeners hear about the hear about the book. Well, we needed something to do during the quarantine back last spring. Then right. I decided to write the book. <laughs> I've always enjoyed writing, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to accumulate my memoirs here, and somebody. Uh, said, Lou, you really ought to put this all together and write a book. And I went, hmm. And that sort of gelled in my head. So I started putting it all down. And when it was done, Rags, any of you that have seen the book, there's like 400 pages. My son looks at it and goes, well, this is really small print. And, my gosh, that's a thick book. <laughs> I said, I had a lot to say, Brian. I had a lot to say. So, uh, right. It's been very well received. And uh, I, I just was really really happy to be able to recognize not only players, but administrators, cheerleaders, managers, uh, assistant coaches, our Paul Sumner, our wonderful uh, announcer for high school games, and Klein and Turner, our secretary. I just wanted to give as much recognition as I could to all the people who helped me uh, for our program to be as successful as it was when I was the head coach. Right. And, uh, if you uh, if you haven't gotten uh, your your copy and uh, it's it's a great book and you can go to uh, Amazon right right Correct. that's where right. yes and uh, and buy buy your uh, your copy great uh, great reading and uh, so um, all right all right coach well hey. Uh, Thanks, thanks for your time, and uh, and I know uh, one thing here with your uh, William and Mary uh, connection with the book. You talked about uh, Cortland uh, Mariner uh, right. playing playing for William and Mary, but I know at uh, NSA uh, Noah Noah Giles. Correct. It was kind of neat. My last year at Western Branch and my last year at NSA uh, had 
two of my favorite players, both tremendous running backs, uh, go up to my alma mater and, and play up there. So it was, it was really neat to see them in the, the green and gold. <laughs> right. So, but, uh, all right. Well, well, Hey, I've, uh, I see that we've, um, already, already reached our time and, uh, coach, coach Johnson, uh, you, you and I, we can, uh, we can sit here for 30, 30 more minutes. Uh, but I know that we got, uh, we got other things, uh, to, um, uh, on our schedule, but I want to, I want to appreciate, uh, you taking uh taking time out and uh being being on the show tonight it was great always like talking with you regs right yes and uh hey i'd like to uh like to give a shout out here to here to mike sharp as uh, a 90 93 grad right. of, uh, western branch that uh mike gave me a, a few weeks ago that he wishes he had come out for football <laughs> right yeah 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 he definitely uh definitely could have uh could have helped here with uh some uh some jump balls there there in the end zone you know Randy, Randy from, Moss for sure yeah <laughs> coming from tj <laughs> but uh but no he's the one that gave me the access to the um to the website and uh, and all the other uh, fans that are out there. Um, that is uh, that is it for uh, tonight's episode. And uh, you know you might not be able to go see a game in person uh, this year, but uh, NFHS is yes. a website that is covering uh, a lot of the a lot of the high school games here due to the the times that we're in and uh and i gotta i gotta give a shout out here to uh you know go go bruins football there you go so absolutely uh, all right good night good night